You're listening to Talking TV with Liz and Lindy of PureFandom.com. Greetings, listeners, and welcome to another Pure Fandom Podcast. This is Talking TV with Liz and Lindy, and we are continuing our Walking Dead coverage of Season 7. I'm Liz. And I'm Lindy. And um, I think it's safe to say that Maggie Ree is the baddest bitch of the apocalypse. The classiest baddest bitch. Classiest baddest bitch, yeah. That scene with the um, tractor was amazing. Yeah, that, I mean, she's pregnant, and she was like, you're not going to call me darling, you're not going to call me honey. When she said, my name is Maggie Ree, I, like, about bald. I know. But I have, like, weird feelings about, like, Maggie and Jesus. I know, like, Glenn just died. I don't I'm think that's weird. Move on. I'm just ready for her to move on. She needs a baby daddy. She needs Jesus to be her lover and mm, see, I just can't help it. His hair and his face. I know, but here's the problem. You're wanting that for you. Right. So I, I don't think he's right for Maggie. Like for you, maybe yes. <laughs> but I don't think they should pursue it with Maggie Ray. Maybe in just a couple episodes. Once she's done grieving. And I'm pretty sure he's gay. Oh, oh yeah. Dang it. Yeah, sorry. I mean he you could see him, you know, get <gasps> sexual with someone on his team. Or Daryl. Daryl's like busy just trying to like be stay alive <laughs> at the moment okay um okay let's let's break down the episode what do you want to talk about first first of all i want to say that i really love this episode because what have i been saying i'm always worried about them uh spending too much time in one place like per episode and this one we got to see stuff going on in alexandria we got to see carl have his first kiss little carl and we got to see what was going on at Hilltop finally. So I felt like it was, it gave us a little bit of a couple different places. And now we can kind of see how things are going to line up and how people are going to join together. Um, let's start talking. Which, let's also rem- remind you who told you that would happen and got mad at you for comparing this to see. I said that it wasn't going to happen. Listen, all I'm saying is... <laughs> That those writers you don't like have been gone for a minute. <laughs> I understand your reservations, and I think you're doing it because you love the show so much, but, you know. I never said it wasn't going to all come full circle or join up or whatever. I know. I just didn't want them to have too many episodes in a row where they only focused on one place at a time. I just have my, you know, the show's best interest at heart. I'm not going to apologize for that. I know, but you tried to make Jesus straight. <laughs> Only for a second, I forgot. <laughs> I just, I just love him. I just but love I, him. Well, I will say, I don't think they've addressed, I know in the comics he is, but I don't think they've really, have they addressed that in the show? I don't remember. No. Like, they haven't really confirmed it? No, they haven't. And we'll see. I don't know. They don't do a lot with, I don't know. We'll see. I hope that they do address it, though. If they continue to make his character a pivotal, pivot, what am I trying to say? Pivotal. Pivotal, right? That's if a word. If he's a pivotal character. If he's a pivotal character continuing to do that, I think it would make sense to explore his sexuality if it's for his, you know, character development. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. He might also just die now because now he's with the saviors. Um, I was going to ask you your opinion 
of Gregory and his leadership. <laughs> I mean, he's such a joke. Although I love Xander Berkeley, the actor who plays him. Um, how easy is it going to be to kind of kick him out of power? And do you think he's going to end up betraying them anyway? He already tried. Yeah, and I don't even think, I wouldn't categorize it as betrayal because he is just doing whatever he can to save his own life. So he's not really betraying anyone because he, he's never established loyalties So uh, other than being loyal to himself. And they even said in last night's episode, again, I had like a lot of wine yesterday. Oh, <laughs> side note, we, went to t we took Eric's parents to Tinker Street, which is this super classy mom-and-pop restaurant down the street from my house. And I had like a $15 glass of cab. I had two, and then I had a glass of champagne, and then we came home and had more red wine. So I'm just using that as a preface. Um, I also had a chemical peel, so half my face is currently peeling off. So I'm not sure what's <laughs> happening right now. Um, but back to what I was saying before was they even addressed his leadership and how he came to power. Jesus said he was, you know, I don't even think he was, I forget the exact words, but he said, I don't even think he was elected. It just kind of happened. So I think the reason they did that is to show that it won't be that hard of a transition of power because Maggie already showed those people that she will literally do anything to protect them. So they're going to naturally follow her. And Gregory's a little bitch, so it's not mm -hmm. like he's going to, you know, govern her out and try to... I just, yeah, I think he sucks. I don't know what happens to him in the comics, but I'm ready for him to leave. I do know what happens to him in the comics, and I can see something similar happening Don't say in the it. show. I'm not. I'm not going to say it. Anyways, uh, yeah, he's a very odd leader. And watching, when we first started with the hilltop scenes in yesterday's episode, I was just really aware of how different each of the communities are and the vibe that they created in directing those episodes. You know what I mean? Like, they've really established like, such a different feel for each of those communities and watching them as a fan. I mean, we have Alexandria, which is really tense right now. And then the kingdom, like, the way it's shot and everything, there's, like, so much comedy in it that we've never seen. And then the hilltop was, like, this whole other vibe with Gregory, like a type of leader that we've never seen before. Yeah, it is interesting to see how these different people have reacted to the apocalypse and how they take responsibility You know, Gregory was just kind of there, so he's just doing whatever to not piss the saviors off. It's not to keep his people safe. It's to keep himself safe. Mm -hmm. And he just uses Hilltop as, I mean, he gets to live in that badass house. So, like, that's what he cares about, you know. And then you have, like you said, the people at the kingdom. They're almost, I'm curious to see what will happen if, because what it sounds like is that the, the people of the kingdom don't really know about the deal with the saviors. So if they're, they'll feel betrayed or if they'll be angry that, um, you know, they were kind of kept in the dark about this. Mm -hmm. I, it'll, I'm curious to see, or, you know, it'll help them, you know, unify in some way because of what's happened to the people in Alexandria and the what's happened to the people in Hilltop. I don't know. Before we talk about Carl's, little relationship with Enid and that him on a scale of one to ten how pissed is Rick gonna be that Carl did not stay in the house oh my god that's the first thing I thought of yeah all the memes <laughs> so many memes it was like Carl 
You were doing so good. We actually just did a post on our website that has Carl's most badass moments in The Walking Dead about how he redeemed himself. And then he goes and he does this. And I understand why. I mean, he's doing it more out of bravery than stupidity. I mean, there's this is a very stupid thing that he's doing. When he wouldn't stay in the house before, it was because he was just a stupid kid. Now he's just being a, like, high horse teenager. Like, he thinks, you know what I mean? Yeah. He thinks he can just do whatever he wants. Oh, what? You finally got some tail, and you just can go knock, like, <laughs> knock Negan out? I mean, did he steal a gun? You know, did he keep a gun? Like, what's he going to do? What's his plan? I don't know. But you would think, like, how much more danger is he putting them in when Rick and all of them have to go find him? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, that's a- nobody's going to come looking. Exactly. In typical teenager, you don't think about the consequences. You never think about the consequences. You're thinking about the wrong head. Ugh. I'm not sure if that applies in this situation. I don't think it does either, okay. but I think it actually has a more sexual undertones, and you made me feel really uncomfortable, so I'd like to move on. Okay. Well, let's talk about um, <clears throat> Enid. Okay. And her and her decision to leave. I love how she. it's like such a big it's, like, not a big deal that she go off on her own, and she, like, made it to Hilltop all by herself. Meanwhile, you know, nobody else would travel, make that travel by themselves. You know what I mean? Like, Sasha was like, I'll make sure Maggie gets there safe. She needs help. Meanwhile, little Enid's like, oh, I've got this. Me in my pocket full of balloons. I'm just going to go waltzing through to Hilltop. How, how, how does she even know where it is? Did she take a map? I didn't see a map. She, well, it sounds like she'd been there before, and also... I don't. I don't even think she was trying to go to Hilltop, was she? Or was she just so, trying to yeah, leave? She was trying to get to Maggie. Oh, uh, yeah. That's I don't know. I really, honestly, kind of can't stand that storyline. I think it's really stupid. Like it was cute that she put the balloons on the wrong grave, like whatever. But I just, I don't care. And I know that she's there for Carl's development, so we have some sort of interaction of that an interaction where he's not just talking to the core group, the adults. I just think I, I'm like, no. I have no opinion. That's how I felt. <laughs> and then what was your thought when Maggie gave her the pocket watch then? Um, I thought it was... She realized that Enid needed it more than she did. Once she knew that her baby was safe, like, that's all she needs to remember him by. Um, and, you know, if you have this token... It hurt her to see that token on Gregory, and so it's like, if I can't protect this token and if it can't be used and loved, if I can't leave it on a grave, I'll give it to someone that really appreciates it. And she knows that everyone else, it's not that they wouldn't appreciate it, like Rick and Co. or Michonne, it's that they, you know, they don't need that to remember Glenn, and Enid's still growing up and annoying. Yeah. So now she has Herschel's pocket watch, and that just pisses me off. <laughs> I thought it was weird, too. I'm like, you are not deserving of this. Only because we didn't really get to see Enid and Maggie and Glenn's relationship. Like, we know that they kind of took her in, but we didn't really get to see a lot of it. A lot of it was, like, off camera. You know, we just know mm-hmm. that they grew close. And they addressed, like Jesus had said, she said, why do you burn the bodies instead of bury them? And he's like, because we are what holds their memory. You know, we remember them through us. And I think that really hit home with Maggie. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that was her, like, a grieving process for her. Good point. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> I want to talk about Sasha a little bit because I've never really felt one way or the other about her character. She's always just kind of been a side character that I haven't 
really had any strong feelings for one way or the other, but she was incredible in this episode, and the fact that she had such a big role to play and she was so amazing makes me scared that she's about to die. Yeah, but remember, she had, um, she, the last time everyone was like, oh, God, I really love Sasha, or she had a, or maybe it was we really hated her. I can't remember, but she had, like, a really big, um, role, and it was during, uh, shit, hold on. Was it the PTSD, when she had the PTSD going yes. on? Yes, So, I think, um, I don't know if that means they'll die, because the sisterhood going on between her and Warren right now is Warren. <laughs> Like, I know her. Between her and Maggie right now, I really, really love. So, I don't know. I don't think if she does die, it won't be, like, till the season finale or something like that. But I don't know. A death at this point. Like, there's so much momentum with the Negan storyline. A death would almost be wasted at this point. But we thought that earlier with, like, right after Tyrese died and then Noah died. And it was like, oh, why'd you kill Noah? So, I don't know. They could hit us hard. Yeah. I think... If more people from our core group die, it's going to happen when there's that final showdown and there's like an all-out war between everybody versus Negan. I think there could be people that die at that point. Um, But I think until then, I'm not sure anybody would die because I think they want the focus on all the groups coming together. So we don't have to have like half an episode to grieve. Right, yeah. (laughs) You know, like we're still reeling from... Glenn and Abraham. Right. Except I'm ready for Maggie to move on. You know, which is just (laughs) terrible. You know what? I feel like the death didn't make such an impact on me, Glenn and Abraham's, only because I was just waiting for the whole hiatus for somebody to die that I was almost just like, all right, let's get on with it already. I mean, it it was crazy because it was insanely gruesome the way it happened, but I was like already ready for somebody to die. Now we gotta move on. Yeah, I'm ready to move on, like, and that could be also because we spent an entire, like, pretty much an entire year traveling with Comic-Cons, hosting (laughs) Walking Dead panels, talking about it, like, every weekend, so I'm just ready to move on. That's very true, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Okay, so I had a question that I wanted to ask you. What? Okay. What would you, Liz, be able to offer Negan and his crew... Mm. If you were in the, if Negan was in this world or you were in there, there's, you know, like uh, Gregory gave him booze by accident in that picture that they loved. What would you, Liz, be able to offer them besides lots of wine? Oh, um, I, ooh, I've always been wanting to practice my stand-up. You know I have four to five jokes. <laughs> I could be like jokester of the kingdom or. But what if it went wrong? They would just kill you. Well, I mean, that's the risk you're going to have to take. I Irish dance. I could perform for them. But we'd have to find someone that could play bagpipes. Yeah, that might be hard to come by. I don't know. I mean, what? there's been some... Where the hell did Enid get green fucking balloons? Like, there's got to be some bagpipes... She had those. ...lying around somewhere. She's always had them. Yeah, but what if, like, Gregory was a bagpiper back in the day? He looks like he, actually, he really looks like he could have. That's what I'm saying. Okay, so what you're saying is you would team up with Gregory and you would be no. a court jesters. No, I would not be a court jester with him. I would make him <laughs> teach, like, oh, God, who would I make? I don't know. I would make him teach someone how to play. Or I just, they probably have, like, tons of power at the, like, power, meaning, like, electricity. 
over at where the, wherever the hell Negan resides, and he probably has an iPod, so someone's got to have, like, you know, Celtic music on there. For sure. I know. That's awesome. Thanks. Good job. What would you offer? I don't know. I wasn't prepared to answer that question myself. Um, because you can't cook. I cannot cook. You can't clean. Don't like to do that. Um, don't like babies. Only my own. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so wet nurse is out of the question. <laughs> and I'm not sure I have a talent. Ooh, you can, um, uh, you, I can binge, t- you can binge TV, like, really well. Oh, yeah. I could recap their meetings for them. I could recap the Savior's meetings. I could be there. Um, What's that called? Yeah, that thing. Like in the courtroom where they're taking notes? Yeah. Note taker? Yes, I could do that. Okay. That's about it. I'd probably just die. I don't really have much. I have a, I have a telescope at my house. I could offer oh, them a telescope. Oh, you do have a telescope. I mean, that's pretty invaluable. You know what you should start doing is writing down things from your night sky app. So that way you have, like, documented shit. Right. So that way you're also, you can lie and say you're an astronomer. Yes. Mm-hmm. Perfect. That's what I have to offer. There you go. Okay, I have another question for you. Go. Of all of the Walking Dead characters, who has the best personal hygiene and best hair care? Like, their hair has been maintained the best. Who do you have hair envy for? Michonne. Like, those dreads are so, like, perfectly dreaded. (laughs) Like, and she always has it, like, pulled back in, like, the cutest half, like, half pone or whatever um and she's just fierce Michonne however I really respect Maggie for cutting her hair and just like owning the short bob right right yeah I think Carl's hair is so shiny Mm -hmm. I don't know what he's using and Jesus oh yeah Jesus his hair is so thick I have hair envy because my hair it's big and curly if any of you guys have seen it or seen me in a photo before but it's not that thick which is why I never straighten it so I'm really envious of Jesus is like uh, thickness. The thickness of his of his quaffs. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that. Yes, because he's like a clean dirty, and Daryl's like a dirty dirty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's filthy. Yeah, <laughs> in all the right ways. I feel like if they really wanted to torture Daryl, they would just make him take a shower every day, and he would immediately just like break down. Well, I don't know that he hates showers. It's just that there's more. There's just more to do. I'm not. I'm not sure he. He's perfectly capable of taking two minutes to clean himself. But maybe he does clean himself because sometimes, like in Indianapolis, we have really hard water, and so unless you have a water softener, your hair just looks greasy. Especially if you use like a super intense conditioner. So his hair might be actually very clean. It just is caked on with conditioning wax that hasn't <laughs> been scrubbed. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's possible. that's a real thing. Okay. So what do you think, <laughs> okay, do you have any predictions for how everything is going to go down when Carl and Jesus get to the Savior's compound? Obviously, they're not going to just go there and be like, oh, there it is, we found it, and leave peacefully. You know shit's going to go down. It has to. What do you think is going to happen with all of that? Um, Jesus actually looked excited that, that, that Carl was in there. Um, I think... Negan will honestly, I, I feel like he, he won't hurt Carl or anything. He likes Carl's ambition. And I think he sees it as an opportunity to mold him into a little advocate for him. I think. 
or take him in as his own son, like kidnap him and like make him. <gasps> I mean, I feel like, yeah, I feel like that, that could happen. And then, um, yeah, I don't know because Jesus is kind of just like, <sighs> he's, he, he's driven. It seems like he's driven by the thrill and they even like Gregory called it out and said like, you can't stick around for more than like five seconds. It's almost like he has apocalyptic ADD. Like he has to be doing something all the time. So I think he's just excited for the next challenge. And that's how he keeps like motivated to live. Yeah. And you I know, yeah, he doesn't let the dust settle long enough in order for reality to truly set in. So he just is like, go, 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 go. Maybe they will just get back without any issues because I don't think Jesus can die at this point or if they get to the Savior's community or whatever. I don't think that Jesus will be killed or captured for too long only because I think that it's important for Jesus to be in Hilltop to get Gregory out of power and put like... To be an advocate for Maggie. To be an advocate for Maggie. And I don't think that Maggie and Sasha can really stay at Hilltop for much longer or take over Hilltop without Jesus being kind of that transition piece. So I think he's safe for now. Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I hope. I think so. I, hope. I think so. Okay, so um, what are you looking forward to next week? <gasps> well, I don't know. I'm looking forward to seeing Rick's reaction to Carl being gone and what he where he thinks Carl went, I doubt Carl, like, left a note. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm curious to see how Rick deals with that. And I'm really excited to see Jesus and uh, Carl get to the Savior's compound and see what's going on there. But I really do miss Carol, and I would like to get back to the kingdom soon and find out what she's doing because I think she's knocking boots with Ezekiel mm-hmm. for show. Mm-hmm. And I'm really wondering how they're going to play into the mix of everything. So I'm excited to see that. Agreed. It's like the last piece of the puzzle at this point. Awesome. Well, everyone, make sure that you share your theories with us. Head over to purefandom.com right now. We have updates on all of your favorite shows, including this amazing show, The Walking Dead. We'll also be running some contests on our Twitter and Instagram at pure underscore fandom. You can also find us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash bepurefandom. And if you want to write for us, We just brought on three awesome writers last week, and they're already kicking major ass. Make sure you email liz at purefandom.com or lindy at purefandom.com. And I think that's it. Is that all we need to plug? Do we have anything else cool going on? I don't think so. I think think that's it. Our other podcasts are great. Make sure you check that out. If you're a fan of Sci-Fi's Van Helsing, our hit podcast, Brad and Court Talk interview, Um, the cast members, they're interviewing another cast member this week and they recap the show every Friday and we're also running our Star Wars theory series podcast. Yes. Um, we have an exciting update, uh, or exciting episode coming up for that one as well. We have some pretty sick theories there. Of course, none of them will probably come true, but that's what makes (laughs) theorizing so much fun. And you can of course check Talking TV with Liz and Lindy every Monday recapping The Walking Dead. And I think that's it. Is that it? I think so. I think that's everything. It should be. All right. Well, just check us out, guys. (laughs) Thanks for hanging out. Until next time. Capes out.